0: If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. First, believe it or not, they just created a brand new spam flavor and it is maple flavored spam. They're adding it to the permanent lineup of flavors and selling that it's the perfect for a breakfast sandwich with (laughs) eggs and waffles as the bun.
1: You ever had spam?
0: No, I've never had it.
1: Really? Mm -mm. On air taste test. Oh, no. We got to do a spam test. Aren't you supposed to cook it? Yeah. Well, we, we got a toaster oven. We can okay. bake it.
0: <laughs> Second, are you into fair food? The Iowa State Fair is the largest in the United States, and they're debuting a bazillion new foods this year. So I went through the list, and I picked out three that really stuck out to me. Deep fried strawberry shortcake on a stick, mm. raspberry chipotle grilled cheese. Sounds kind of like a Monte Cristo to me.
1: Yeah, sounds and good, though.
0: Cotton candy cheesecake, huh? And finally, in the world of food, did you hear there was another hot food lawsuit and the family member, uh, the family who sued won? It wasn't coffee this time. A jury in Florida found McDonald's liable for failing to properly warn a customer that chicken nuggets are hot Wow! when you go through the drive-thru and awarded the family $800,000. What? I like wow. my food hot.
1: If you're burned by a chicken nugget, there's only one thing you can do. Better call salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this
0: is just. That always baffles me.
1: me. That it doesn't. I'm not surprised that people have uh, that kind of experience with hot food. That does not surprise me at all. But the fact that the restaurant is held legally liable, that is kind of shocking. What? Yes. Did, what else did you expect?
0: Right. I but, like my food hot. When right, it's not hot, I'm sad. Right.
1: Oh well, that's the best chicken nugget we ever ate. (laughs) Eight hundred thousand dollars later.
0: Coming up, a marriage proposal that went terribly wrong, but had a happy ending. Okay, there is this marriage proposal that didn't go anything like the guy envisioned it, but thankfully it has a happy ending. Okay, this guy named Chris was planning to propose to his girlfriend Amber at Yellowstone National Park. They're standing along the shore of Lake Yellowstone enjoying some coffee when they spotted two bison. Well, they kept moving slowly away. And Mm -hmm. Chris warned Amber, don't run, don't run, don't make any falls, just keep walking. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Because there's been a lot of incidences with bison. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, a bison-charged Amber and used his, like, a little horn to flip her up in the air. Wow. And she was airborne and got hurt, but posted, glory to God, all my internal organs are okay. Hmm. And, um, that you know, they had to call 911. It was insane. Yeah. Well, Chris ended up getting down on one knee in the hospital Aww. and proposing to her there. <laughs> so And she said yes. Despite the bison attack, (laughs) but they really are trying to warn people at Yellowstone. Like when, especially when it's mating season, I guess the Mm. bison can be very aggressive. Wow. Do you have a green thumb? Have you ever tried to grow something yourself? Um, I always think, when am I going to have time for that? When would I, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to kill everything if I try (laughs) that. But now I'm, I'm very garden curious. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So I, it doesn't, you know, I, I this isn't the first time I ever thought of like, oh, what would it be like to have a garden and grow my own food? I mean, you think about it all the time. My parents always had a garden. My mom was telling us the other day how when she was a little girl, they were, um, it was viewed as being a good American citizen, citizen if you had a victory garden right? Mm-hmm. and she would yeah. have to go every night mm. in the evenings in the summer and go work in the victory garden in their community. So anyway, um, I thought of it, but I tend to kill houseplants, <laughs> let alone uh, a tender, you know, bean, green bean plant or a basil plant out in the yard. So I just never thought of it. Well, my brother-in-law, Ted, has gotten into growing some fruits and vegetables, just vegetables, not fruits. And the other day he brought over to my house some cherry tomatoes he had just picked. Mm-hmm. Let, me get, let me give us some background. I hated tomatoes almost my whole life. I made myself learn to like them because I know how healthy they are. And I never did learn to like cherry tomatoes. I'm like, oh, the way you bite into it, it squishes and like that bitter taste. Oh, they're so good. Gross. And I'd like flick them aside on my salad or ask someone else (laughs) if they wanted them. He brings these things over. So I'd slice them in half and put them on a salad. The most beautiful heavenly thing i've ever tasted and so now i'm like man maybe i should get a cherry tomato plant maybe i should try to grow my own food what's involved in this how hard is this how hard could this be if ted Ted did it if ted can do it no uh so i'm gonna ask ted next time we have a family dinner like okay what what all have you gone through have you fought infestations of pests have you fought the birds eating your tomato like how hard is this yeah because I'm remember, so uh, tomato ago, curious. They now. sold
1: those plant. It was really popular. Tomato was like a whole apparatus. You grew them. I think you grew them upside. Oh, down. yeah, yeah. Remember those? You had one of those, didn't yeah, you? Killed it. Yeah, uh, we didn't have any. See, yeah.
0: That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Is spending all this money on like pots and little like what are the little things you hook the vines to and yeah. fertilizer and all this stuff and then.
1: The commercials for those upside down plants, it was like, you know, so easy, anyone can do it. I was like, challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to prove you wrong, bro.
0: (laughs) So yeah, to those of you who grow your own garden, I'm so impressed.
1: Okay, we've got some people in our lives right now that they don't just garden, they farm. And it's unbelievable what they've shared with us. We'll talk about that next. We're talking about uh, your your brother in law is now. It's it's funny that he's ma- he's growing his own produce and his name is Ted because remember in the movie Sixteen Candles back in the day the one kid called himself Farmer Ted. Oh, <laughs> so he's, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to call <laughs> him funny. Farmer Ted. Okay, Farmer Ted from now on. But uh, we have some uh, my daughter's boyfriend's parents. Uh, they own they own a farm. I mean, like a real deal, honest to god farm. Like That's cool with livestock and crops and tractors. And chickens and the whole nine. I mean, it's like a farm. Mm-hmm. And they brought us a whole bunch, like, big Is it really like fo- a farm? Well, no, Just I wouldn't because, me. you know, some people no, will say we here. have a farm, and you show up and they've got, like, three rows of corn, yeah. two chickens, yes, and it's a farm. Right. I'm telling you, okay. it's like a working, real deal, honest to God, farm. Okay. Um. So they sent a big basket full of produce home, and... They were telling us, like, you're going to be able to taste the difference. I'm like, oh, pff, sure. Okay. You know, I'm like, placating. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sure we will. That corn is the sweetest corn on the cob I have ever had. Yum. It's called, like, peaches and cream corn or something. That's the name of the. Mm-hmm. the, the yeah, you were uh, telling
0: us the other day how you made it special, like, in the microwave. Yeah,
1: Trey, I don't remember how long to put it in. Uh-huh. But yeah, you put it in the microwave. Tracy learned all these secrets of corn on the cob from them. So the corn on the cob was awesome. The zucchini was like we've never had before. Wow. I mean, it's just like over. If the y'all ever top. have
0: extras, like. I can help take that off your hands for you. Yeah. I
1: can pretty much guarantee we won't. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because make your own farmer friends, lady. I know I need a farmer friend.
0: Ted's not, he's not producing corn or zucchini, but um, I think it's just because we're so used to our food sits so long. First Um, in transport, then uh. at the grocery store, then in our refrigerator, we just, most of us don't know what it's like to eat something right off the vine.
1: Don't even get me going on the onions they had. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. You're making a face. Because I'll never try this. It's like, <laughs> you gotta, I'm just just getting get a farmer friend. You're literally
0: waving I'm, a carrot I, in front of me.
1: <laughs> I guarantee you there is somebody listening right now. It's like, oh yeah, we got a farm. And they're gonna totally hook you up. Okay. I can't promise you. But
0: <laughs> hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good. You're gonna love this incredible story of being in the right place at the right time. These two guys were hanging out at one of the guys' mom's house in Montana. Now, they're both in the Navy. One was home visiting mom, and the other is about to turn 18 and head to basic training. So, of all two things, they were both still awake at 4 a.m. because they were having a competition to see who could stay up the latest. <laughs> they smelled smoke, called 911. Emptied three fire extinguishers just to get the flames of their neighbor's house around the door knocked down Mm. and pulled the neighbor out before firefighters got there. Wow. They saved his life, all because they were having that stupid contest.
1: (laughs) Who can stay up the latest? But that's
0: why they were able to smell the smoke. And what's wild is we don't even know their names because they don't want any attention for it. The fire chief called their actions nothing short of heroic.
1: Wow. That's cool.
0: Coming up in a minute. Why in the world is a dad getting praised for his parenting creating a controversy? Hey, why in the world would a dad getting some praise for his parenting create a huge controversy? And guess who's creating the controversy? His wife.
1: (laughs) Here's what happened. Of course. Emily Nelson lives in Maryland
0: and She hopped on TikTok to voice her grievances. Her husband ran to the grocery store and took their two- and one-year-old little boys with him. Three people stopped him to tell him what a great dad he was for taking them to the store. And here was Emily's response.
1: Do you know how many times I've taken both of my kids to the grocery store to literally everywhere? A million have stopped me to say I'm a great mom. Zero.
0: Zero have stopped to tell her she's a great mom.
1: Right. Three people stopped me to tell me I'm a great mom. And then they asked me how I like my my satellite TV service.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The conversation it has started has been fascinating with many making a commitment to be kinder to moms, Hmm. holding the door, returning the shopping cart for her, and just simply encouraging her in her motherhood. Oh, So go, Emily, for starting the conversation. And I wonder if that dad regrets getting home. Like, funniest thing happened at the grocery store, babe. Three people told me I was
1: a great dad. Apparently, I'm the world's greatest dad because I got the kids from the car to the store unscathed. I'm practically a superhero. (laughs) I love how snarky she's like, none people have told me. All right. I would love to hear from moms and dads. Does that story resonate with you? Does that sound familiar, mom? Like dad dad does something like I used to personally, I used to get offended as a dad when people would say like if Tracy went out and I was home with the kids, they'd be like, oh, you watch the kids. I'm like, no, they're my children. I didn't watch them. Mm-hmm. I was the dad. So but does that story hit you in a profound way? Do you hear that and go like, oh, yeah, that's totally us. We'd love to hear from you. So we would love to hear from you, mom and dad, the story of a dad treated like a hero. Why? Because he took his kids to the grocery store. Wow, you're a great dad. Meanwhile, moms do that all the time. That's how they roll, right? Is that a little unfair? Does that story resonate with you? We'd love to hear from you. Mary Kelly, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hey, hey. Hey, guys. You don't get enough of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. So we thought we'd call <laughs> I just you. need to live with you. Hey, hey, check this out. We're, we're talking about something where uh, this this dad uh, got all kinds of accolades, like world's greatest dad, because he took his kids to the grocery store with him. And all these people stopped him and tell him what a great dad he was.
0: Three and, people mm-hmm. stopped yeah. him.
1: And meanwhile, his wife is like, yeah, I do that every day and no one tells me I'm great. <laughs> She's like, you know how many times that she got on
0: TikTok? You know how many times people have said I'm a great mom? zero
1: (laughs) nobody's ever stopped me to say that does that resonate with you do you feel like if mike takes the kids somewhere he's world's greatest dad if you do it it's just part of the job description you know i i uh went i went oh like to birmingham by myself one time and uh the people that i was with was like oh mike's at home with the kids wow and i was like (laughs) yeah he's the dad that's what he does Right. Yeah, dads yeah. do that too. If Tracy went out and left me home with the kids, I was just telling Taylor, people would be like, oh, you're babysitting. I would go, or oh, you're watching the kids. I'd say, no, I'm the father. This is what dads do. Mike is looking at me right now, watching what I say. <laughs> <laughs> World's greatest dad, honey. Mean it. <laughs> yeah, you're, doing, you're doing great, Mike. You're, you're Don't doing... patronize me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we may have started something hurry hang up kev Mary, no Mary, you need, to, you
1: need to snap him with the dish towel and say no get back in there and do those dishes you handsome man <laughs> talking about a dad who got accolades for taking his kids uh to the grocery store and i think honestly um it's good people don't you don't see that as regularly as you do mom Right. Mom runs to the grocery store, she takes kids with her and dads don't do that as often. And if I could like bend a new dad's ear for just a minute, because I, I have four kids and I've been there with a, your wife says like, hey, we need uh, we're out of milk and I need it for a recipe. Can you run out and get it? It is so much easier. Just go. All right, I'll be right back. Run out the door, go get it and come back. It's easier to do that. It's going to make way better of a relationship with your kids if you go, okay, I'll take the kids with me. And mm. I know, especially when the car seats are involved and if it's you know, bad weather and coats and jackets are involved, <laughs> yeah. it, it can be a pain. I, I, there's no getting around it. It's way easier. But you know what? Think about your life. Most of the great and good, the good and great things that happen in your life aren't because they were easy, right? They happen exactly. because you made effort, because you invested in people or time. it took time To do something, and that's what it takes. It takes time and effort to take the kids along with you. But the conversations you have with your kids, you know, if you turn the radio off, you know, unless it's Kevin and Taylor, then leave it on. But otherwise, if you turn the radio off and you have a chat with your kids, I I mean, some of that you find out so much of what's going on in their life. By just taking your kids with you when you run a couple errands. Oh
0: yeah, my dad was really good about giving my mom breaks by like taking us all to the park. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Dad, can we please go to a new park today? And then he was the one that always tucked us in at night and said prayers with us and mm. tickled us and all yeah. that stuff. And my mom had a little breather.
1: So if you're that dad of uh, you know little kids, toddlers, or whatever, and and you're maybe in the habit of not taking them with you. And maybe maybe it's a challenge because I just know with my kids when they were little, that's when we had the best chats, conversations, and I found out what was really going going on in their uh, little lives. It to us seemed like little things, but to them were massive things. Um, and you just you don't get that time back. So get in there, dad. Go do it.
0: So Kev, you grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and there is something happening in your hometown that is making worldwide news. And it is the world's largest rubber duck is going to be floating up the Chesapeake Bay.
1: Oh, that is awesome.
0: That <laughs> this is awesome. thing is crazy. It's so adorable. It, it's, it weighs like 8,000 pounds and takes, I don't know how, uh, it takes like 90 minutes to inflate. That sounds fast to me. They must yeah. have some kind of... Super tech, but like it's literally rubber ducky. I was gonna say
1: they got to get Bert and Ernie involved in that. (laughs) Oh, it's
0: ginormous, it's like bigger than boats, it's huge. Is it gonna
1: clear the Bay Bridge? That's the big question. Did they think that through first? I don't know, but
0: we could have a duck incident. It's gonna dunk
1: off at the Bay Bridge. (laughs) Okay, so you're talking about my hometown of Baltimore. They're going to be recognized for It's like the world's largest rubber duck is going to float all the way up the Chesapeake Bay. Baltimore's got a long history of weird stuff. We'll we'll talk about it next.
0: It's so funny you just said Baltimore has a long history of weird stuff. I'm like, well, you're from there. Right,
1: (laughs) right. Well, possibly one of the weirdest persons to ever live is from Baltimore, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. That's the Baltimore Ravens mascot. His name Poe and the Ravens are named after the famous... The famous line in the poem, right? Yeah. Evermore, evermore. So, um, but weird stuff. They had a mayor for years, Mayor William Donald Schaefer, and he was recognized for bringing back Baltimore in a renaissance. Like everybody started going downtown again. But he lost a bet one time that he would he would swim with the sea lions in the National Aquarium Sea Tank. If he lost it and he lost the bet and he made good on it. That's awesome. And he wore like a 1920s bathing suit and a straw <laughs> hat and stuff. And he did a he cannonball right into the tank with all the sea lions.
0: Very cool. So I have this thing I tease Kevin about. I'm like, you live such a charmed life. Everything <laughs> always works out for you. I don't know about and that. I feel like I have yet another example really? of how everything works out for you. Something that's. Huh. That we're both going through, and it's affecting me and not you. I'll tell oh. you what's going on in just a minute. Well, I,
1: I like the sound of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> in
0: case you haven't noticed by listening to the Kevin and Taylor show, Kevin Avery lives quite the charm life. I don't
1: know about I'm that. I'm always
0: teasing him about this. It's like he's kind of like Seinfeld, where if he loses $10, he'll find $10. Like, just everything always just works out hmm. for Kev. And so something that we're both going through right now um, that... Again, is just yet more evidence about how everything works out for you. Is um, if you hadn't heard us talking about it, Kevin and I are going to Uganda in Africa mm-hmm. with a wonderful charity called Cure International.
1: Yeah, they do surgeries for kids uh, all throughout the third world. Very yeah. cool organization. If
0: if a kid there is born with a cleft lip or a club foot, they're viewed as cursed, mm-hmm. and Cure staffs their hospitals all with Christians. And for the first time, usually they're they're uh, they're viewed they're seen God's love right. like firsthand. So we're but gonna we're go going experience to, it.
1: And you can imagine the prep for a trip yes. like that is yeah. over so the there's top.
0: Immunizations and got to have your bug spray and stuff like that. So both Kevin and I start tackling the CDC website separately, like figuring out our protocols. And um, I was like, hey, this pharmacy does yellow fever, Kev. You should go there. And like we're helping each other out. Well, there's one thing we had to do is with typhoid, it's not a, an injection, it's pills. Mm-hmm. And Kevin went first because of the timing. I had to wait mm-hmm. 28 days after yellow fever. And he's like, oh, man, other than like just barely a slight headache, like I was great. Totally like it good. was like so good.
1: Totally good. Yeah, I feel great. I
0: feel great. I'm
1: going to ask you if I can get another one.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm on day two of four pills that have to be taken every other day. Yeah. My stomach is so wrecked.
1: (laughs) This is not good.
0: Including
1: waking up at 2.30
0: in the morning because the gurgling
1: woke woke me up. up. (laughs) And that
0: is one of the side effects. Of typhoid pills.
1: Yeah. They call that the Uganda gurgle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so once again, everything works out for Kev. He's fine. He can bake in the sun. He never gets skin cancer. I hide in the shade and wear sunscreen. Right. I get skin cancer. You,
1: you enter it's a room like, you enter a room with a hundred watt light bulb. Oh no. I need some sunscreen. <laughs> <What is happening? laughs>
0: So who knows what the malaria pills are going to do to me? If well, this that'll is be li- fun yeah. at
1: 50,000 feet. You start taking them two days before you leave. I'm just glad we're not on the same flight <laughs> because I don't want to like Hey, can, I, can you move so I but can get like, out? Don't go in again? there. Again? Don't go in there. <laughs> Trying to sleep. You keep getting up. Tell me uh, if you agree with this, Taylor. Since we have been getting prepped to go to Uganda uh, with Cure, um, I have a 1,000% increase appreciation for missionaries, people who oh, go yeah. overseas and try to spread the good news of Jesus mm-hmm. in countries where they don't know the language, they don't know the people, and they've got to get all these shots and do all this prep just to be able to go and basically sacrifice their own lives for the benefit of others. Wow. I had no idea.
0: And for them, it's it's so much more intense. They got to learn the language. Oh, yeah. they are just gotta, going for a few days. Yeah. They, They're going for their life. I just can't imagine. Right. Yeah. You were telling me you ran into someone who spent some time in the bush in Africa?
1: Yeah, she uh, was working on her PhD for some science thing about animals in Africa and how oh, they wow. interact with each other and stuff. And where they were camping, the biggest the biggest threat was at night, they had armed guards around their camp, not huh? because of attack or anything, but- Was it lions? Nope. They were afraid that elephants would come in and they'd step on you. <gasps> Not on purpose. They weren't aggressive. They're just they just don't care. They, they just, oh, look, watering hole. Oh, and they'd walk right man, over
0: you. I had no idea. The other
1: animal that they said to be leery of, again, they're herbivores, but they're not very bright. Hippos. And oh,
0: she, I heard they're really aggressive.
1: Yeah. I said, well, you know, they are hungry, hungry hippos. So <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Last thing you want is a hangry, hangry hippo. <laughs> <Dad joke. laughs>
0: Are you in the mood for a good animal story? For the last 10 years, a bunch of stray cats have been living at Coors Field, where the Colorado Rockies play in Denver, earning their keep by catching mice. Hmm. Now the oldest one is retiring. His name is Smokey, or Midnight, depending on who you ask. Now they're finding him a forever home saying Smokey is retiring from his unofficial post as head of pest control. (laughs) In fact, this is wild. So many people have expressed interest in adopting Smokey. They've already stopped accepting applications.
1: Oh, they should have done like an auction for an animal shelter or something. Ooh! you can win Smoky,
0: <laughs> if you make a donation. That's yeah, a good something idea. like that. Yeah.
1: He'll go to the highest bidder. Like literally, that could have been great.
0: You want to feel closer and more connected to your other half, right? Well, mm-hmm. coming up, then beware of fubbing. Hey, you want to feel closer and more connected to your other half? Of, yeah, course, of course you do, right? Yeah. Then beware of fubbing. What is fubbing, <laughs> you ask? It's phone snubbing. In other words, people cut off conversations with others in their vicinity as they talk or text on their phone. Hmm. If two people are doing it to each other, it's called double fubbing. <laughs> they decided to research how that affects marriages specifically. <laughs> and turns out couples who reported more fubbing in their home also reported less satisfaction in their marriage. Hmm. Makes sense. Everyone feels bad if someone's ignoring them. We've got good news for you, though. The problem is easily fixed. Married couples can just turn off their phones more often. Hmm. Voila, no more fubbing. All
1: right. I, I have a thought on this. And I, I, think, I think that that has the potential to become, become massive in uh, problems between spouses. And I'll tell you what I think it's going to replace as like a massive issue. You know, like something that you argue hmm. about uh, pretty consistently. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that next. And think about your own relationship with your spouse. We're going to talk about it in a minute. They're saying that when you snub your better half because of your chronic phone usage, it's called fubbing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Phone snubbing. Yes. Fubbing. So we're going to talk about that. And is it going to replace other things that couples typically argue about? We're going to talk about your relationship next. Okay. 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 Settle down. I, I will admit it with... um. Fubbing—that's phone snubbing of your spouse. Oh man, I've done it. I think most of us have. We done all it.
0: have. Yeah.
1: We do it unintentionally, and uh, a lot of times I am accused of fubbing, but I'm really I'm doing something to enhance like an experience we're having. Like I don't know, we're watching a show, and they'll have a historical figure. I don't know, King Charles, uh, King Charles the first, and I'll Google. King Charles the per- first, and my wife will be like, "Are not you watching this with with me or you're you're on your phone?" I'm like, "I'm googling King Charles the first because I want to see if he's as handsome as the actor is portraying him in this show, and then I'll show her. Go like they never are. You always tell me like, Ugh.
0: I can empathize because my husband is the IMDb king. He loves to look up stuff on the actors and
1: movie actors. database. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. on the
0: actors. Right. Like, so, do you know that actress is only 5'4"? I'm like, what? She looks really tall in this movie.
1: Tracy, well, do you ever say this to Glenn? Like, how, she'll say this to me. How do you do both? You're watching the show and you're Googling people at the same time? Oh, like, totally, I totally say that to Glenn. Totally, I can absolutely do that.
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to fail out of law school when we first got married. Yeah. Because he could he could listen to like... Sports on the radio, talk radio, and study. I was like, oh no, what have I done? I married a guy that's going to fail out of law school.
1: Because I think we've all (laughs) done it to each other. I know Tracy's done it to me. And we we usually are way better of accusing our spouse of, what's it again? Fubbing. Fubbing. Of fubbing than we are of admitting that we do. Yes. Because we always, it's kind of like driving. We think everyone else is a bad driver. Right. (laughs) Whereas everyone thinks we're a bad driver.
0: We see the fubbing speck in our spouse's eye and not the log in our own. Yes.
1: So, will fubbing replace the number one uh, conflict between spouses? Will it replace financial conflicts? Will people argue more uh, over fubbing uh-huh. that, will marriage counselors say, "Oh my gosh, the biggest thing that's coming between couples today is that they're fubbing. The, this whole phone thing. They're ignoring each other for I think hours you're on onto end."
0: Something. Yeah.
1: It's no longer money.
0: Like there's so many times I feel so bad at Glenn will start telling me something and I'll go Babe, babe, please just give me a minute. I'm trying to finish responding to this text to my niece, and then I promise I'll give you my full attention. Because you, people have access to us 24-7, unless right. we turn our phones off.
1: Oh, I just thought of something else with this whole fubbing and spending thing that might take it all up to another level. We'll talk about that next. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about this new thing called fubbing. Uh, that's where you snub people you love particularly your spouse because you're on your phone get your phone snub and if you fubbing. both do it
0: is called double fubbing
1: so um i was speculating will it will it um replace arguing about money is the number one thing that couples squabble over what about this how many times have you been fubbing your spouse and you're shopping online <laughs> You're combining the two. 100%. That is an explosive combination there. Um, What are you doing on your phone? I'm shopping. Great. You're ignoring me and spending money we don't have. (laughs) I've so been
0: in that mode lately because I'm trying to find a dress for my niece's wedding and i'll just be like scrolling and i'm like that wouldn't look good that's no good and then i'm like what what'd you say
1: huh (laughs) Uh, guilty as charged yeah we're all doing the same dumb stuff at home aren't we (laughs) (laughs) yes